there was many times where I just knew I needed to work on certain things in order to go to that next level of being a division one player or whatever my goals were. It's very similar in business. I think Mark Cuban says it best that a business is a 24 hour a day, seven days a week sport and someone's right behind you trying to take your job. Best ever listeners, where are you going to be on February 22nd and 23rd? I am visualizing that you're going to be in Denver, Colorado because that's where the best ever conference is and that's when it is. February 22nd, 23rd. Go to besteverconference.com and even put in take five so you get 5% off your ticket. So that is T-A-K-E and the number five whenever you purchase your ticket. And buy now because ticket prices go up weekly. So go to besteverconference.com. You can read all about the conference, the agenda, the speakers. We've got an incredible speaker list focused on commercial real estate. So that includes five plus units if you're in multifamily. And you're going to get a lot of value from this conference. Go to besteverconference.com. It's the third time we've done it. It improves every year and we have raving reviews. I'm not just saying it. Ask people who have attended every year. Besteverconference.com. Enter take five, T-A-K-E five when you purchase your ticket and get an extra 5% off. Ticket prices going up weekly, so get it today. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Paul Swack. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing great, Joe. Thank you. I'm glad to hear it, and you are welcome, my friend. A little bit about Paul. He has done over $18 million in sales as a real estate agent in just 16 months. What that breaks down to is approximately... $300,000 in commission, and he's done about 30 transactions in 16 months, approximately. He's an ex-Division One baseball player, graduated, lost all his money in the restaurant business, and then got his real estate license and made 300 k over the last 16 months. Based in Pismo Beach. Did I say that right? Pismo Beach? You got it. Pismo Beach, California. So with that being said, Paul, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks again for having me. I really appreciate it. Like you said, the background was I was a college athlete. Baseball was my entire life growing up. Kind of my plan on the future as well. Went and had a great scholarship and played at Division One at Virginia Commonwealth University. Traveled across the country there. I came back home after college with the idea of trying to get into real estate business. I was very entrepreneurial minded. Read Rich Dad, Poor Dad in college and that kind of changed my perspective of what I wanted to do with my life. After college, I thought selling pizza and beer was going to be my road to millions. And I'd buy it from you. Yeah. <laughs> one customer yeah. over here. I got started and opened a small restaurant here locally where I live. Takeout, delivery, small little bar, pizza, wings. Opened up another location a few years down the road. After 10 years, I was about $145,000 in debt. Never really made a lot of money in the course of any single year. Worked seven days a week. I took off less than probably seven days a year for 10 years. It was just a long process. And I finally got to a point at about 33 years old where I kind of told myself, if I really wanted things to change, I had to change what I was doing. And I got out of the restaurant business. It was really hard because it was something that I was put so much time and energy into. My passion and focus was definitely with real estate during those 10 years. I did some different seminars. I would read books. But my financial struggle, it just always seemed like it was such a stretch away from anywhere that I could 
possibly be. And I finally just made a change. That's ultimately what happened. What was the breaking point? The breaking point. Or the tipping point, however you want to think about it. Yeah, it was my age. It was me continuing to be in the same position as time went on. And I have really big goals and I'm a big thinker. And it was like, okay, well, if I keep doing what I'm doing the next five years, I can probably tell you exactly where I'm going to be. And that was the biggest change was I, I felt I was a smart guy. I felt that I had the energy. I felt that I had the work ethic. I just didn't think the restaurant vehicle was going to be what I thought it was and what was going to help me get to where I wanted. And like I said, in the back of my mind, real estate was always there. It wasn't that I made real estate. That was an afterthought. It was something that always was interested in. My family owns property. I knew a lot of people in the business locally. I was always drawn to it. And the real estate decision was one of the reasons that helped me close the restaurants and get out of them was just to make that transition into real estate. So I did that. Did you have a significant other during those 10 years? I had a girlfriend the first half of that. Um, <laughs> and then no. And she then I didn't. Anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's hard whenever you're working that much. And basically, she was ready to get married and start a family, and I wasn't. And that was the breaking point of that. And I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't in a, a good position for myself. And so the next five years, I was single running the business and doing all that. And I made that decision just based on ultimately, I didn't want to be 40 in the same position. Like I said, I was just passing by my goals. And so when I would stop and think about where I wanted to be, it wasn't in line. Mm-hmm. Okay. What'd you do with the two pizza places? One of them I closed down completely, lost $131,000 on that one. The other one, I ended up selling the business off and at least recouping a little bit of funds with that, but not much. And they ended up changing the business out into something else. I didn't want somebody running what I had built, but they ended up doing a different type of business in the food industry. And then I was kind of cleaned out of that and paying off debt. And that was my focus was to try to get out of debt, get into real estate, hopefully make enough money to live on and eventually get into what my goals were, which would be real estate investing. So by the end of those 10 years, you were 145000 in debt? Yeah. So that's from a monetary standpoint. And a lot of times people, deservedly so, we focus on money from an experience standpoint. Was that a successful experience or not? What are some positive takeaways that you got from those 10 years? Clearly the money thing, that didn't work out, but that's just one way of scoring a venture, assuming that you apply the lessons learned to future ventures. So what are some positive things that came out of it? That's a great question. And I've answered that a lot of times because I honestly feel without those 10 years, I would have had none of the success I've had this last year. I built the best relationships in the area with some of the greatest people. I got to know commercial real estate from doing the restaurants, doing the leases. I was involved in a lot of different things with community-wide events in a couple different towns that the restaurants were in. My work ethic, like I said, was definitely something that I think has helped me on the real estate side because I was literally working seven days a week, every day, pretty much all the hours because whenever I wasn't making money, I even took on a job on top of the restaurants to help pay the restaurants. So I was working at a furniture place for five years. It was just a lot of time. So the character I think of building, the struggle that I went through was definitely something that I think added to the character and the drive of 
what helped me this last year. But to answer your question, I would say the relationships I was able to build, the struggle of having to find a way to make things work whenever there wasn't an option to make it work, turning on and off your power bill because you couldn't pay it and making literally every option of keeping lights on at different times of the year was <laughs> was a, a game in itself. And then there was great times of the year. I live in a very tourist area, so summer is great, winter is slow, and you just had to know how to play the game. And I don't know if that answers your question totally, but I do feel that the commercial real estate side of the leases, the relationships I built, the struggle from working so much, those were the main things I think that were the benefits I got out of it. Last 16 months, you've made approximately $300,000 in commission. How'd you do that? Well, like I said, the biggest thing was getting into real estate. I got my license and I kind of hit the ground running. It goes back to what I said about the relationships. I think putting myself in a good position with the people I surrounded myself with, my brokers, my lender, the jumpstart that I had with knowing enough people in the area. When I got into real estate, I had people reaching out to me that they were looking for this, looking for that, maybe just interested in some things here and there. I sold a couple of properties, which led to a couple of referrals. I had a couple open houses that kind of ended up turning into five or six deals out of one open house. And I just kept running with it. I didn't know what I was doing. I answered questions the best that I could. I would reach out to my broker and different people that I was working with in the industry. And I asked every dumb question there was. I researched everything that I didn't know. And I just kept going. So I would wake up and want to go to work. and. 300 grand in one year. I didn't make 300 grand in 10 years at the restaurant. <laughs> so you lost half of that though over 10 years. You're right. But I didn't <laughs> even, if you even just took tax returns, I don't think I made 300 grand over the 10 years just in profits and business. So for me, that's exciting. But then on top of that, I don't know whenever you say how I did it. I really think there's a little bit of luck with some things that might fall your way. Like what? I did an open house. I sold six houses out of within two months on one open house. I don't think that is very common. I don't think that's going to happen. You did an open house where, oh, you got new people coming in. So I'm not a real estate agent, so bear with me. But so, you got you, so new I people coming in and use them. I as did an open house. I sold that house that day to a client, but I was also the listing agent. The client that bought the house, I sold a house that he had locally in order to buy that house. I met another lady that day that I sold her house and bought her another house and also her best friend. Wow, you cleaned up. Yeah, and that was just a three-hour open house. You know? and so, <laughs> that happens you know, every time. Yeah, exactly. So I think that some of that, I also feel that I asked the right questions. I followed up. I put myself in the right position to be able to handle that. What are some of the questions you're referring to that you asked? You know, I'm not a hard sales guy. So for me, whenever someone walked in and they were asking me questions about the neighborhood or they were asking me questions about the home, I do my best to give them the answers that they're looking for. I do have a lot of knowledge of the area, which is great because I'm from here. So I feel like I let people talk. I understand what their needs are. And then eventually I ask them if they're working with anybody that's helping them look for a home or if there's anything that I can help them with. And a lot of times they just say they're not. And I We'll put myself out there in front of them and say, I'd love to be able to work with you. Can I get your contact information and follow up? What are you doing the rest of today? Can I show you a couple of properties that I have in mind that you might be interested in? And I kind of try to build that relationship really quick. So 
instead of letting them leave with either a business card or nothing, almost try to have another meeting set up and try to help them with what their needs are and what their timeframes are. I think a lot of people that I've talked to get hesitant because they think that's a hard sale where I don't ever feel like it's a hard sale. I feel like I'm giving them the best service. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think some of that I definitely do, which has helped me, but I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way of doing it. That's just what's worked for me. What's been something that's been more challenging than you thought it would be as you've got going over the last 16 months? Learning how to balance being really busy and growing mentally into what my goals are for 2019 and understanding how to get there. And what I mean by that is you get started in real estate and you're kind of learning the process. You're learning the disclosures. Like I said, my brokers and my lender have been amazing as far as helping me understand a lot of stuff. And I bugged them as much as I possibly could. But as I got busier and would have six or seven deals going at one time, getting to the point of being able to bring on help was challenging and getting to the point of, I hired a real estate coach to be able to help push me into what my goals are for 2019. It was a big financial commitment. How much? How much did I spend? Yep. Invest. $10,000 for a six month coaching program that I'm on month four in and has been amazing. Awesome. And it was me having to grow as a person and investing into myself, I think was probably the biggest struggle. I came back to being an athlete. There was many times where I just knew I needed to work on certain things in order to go to that next level of being a division one player or whatever my goals were. It's very similar in business. I think Mark Cuban says it best that a business is a 24 hour a day, seven days a week sport. And someone's right behind you trying to take your job. I follow that a lot. I believe in that. So I try to continue working on myself to get to where I want to go. Based on your experience over the last 16 months as a real estate agent, as well as your experience for 10 years prior to that, what is your best advice ever for real estate investors or real estate professionals? My best advice ever is definitely investing in yourself. I think that that is ultimately the best thing that anybody can do For instance, for me, listening to your podcast, I could pick any podcast out of your entire bunch and learn something every single time. I think that that type of an investment into yourself, reading a book, going to a seminar, being involved in community stuff that might benefit you and learning things about your industry, investing or as an agent, the deals, I think we all come across good deals. We all come across ways of how to evaluate a deal. But ultimately, it's what we think about and what we know and our experience. And I definitely think investing in yourself is the best thing anybody could do. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or cause that is near and dear to our heart. Get the word out about their cause and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com and there's a little form 
at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out. Best ever listeners, best ever conference. That's where you want to be. February 22nd and 23rd in Denver, Colorado. Put in the code TAKE5, T-A-K-E, and the number 5 to get an extra 5% off. Ticket prices go up weekly, so buy it today, besteverconference.com. You can read all about the conference at the website, all about the speakers. You can read about them and what you will experience when you're there, besteverconference.com. Best ever book you've recently read, speaking of investing in yourself? Oh, man. Recently, I've been so hooked on podcasts and YouTube videos. All right. We'll go with that. How about a YouTube video or YouTube channel that you like? Oh, man. I'm big on the Gary Vaynerchuk. I think that the social media technology side of things in investing and as a real estate agent is definitely something that keeps me on the edge of my seat, trying to stay up to date with what direction I think that's going in our industry. I think it's huge as far as he's not necessarily just in real estate, but I love your podcast. I like the Pat Hyben podcast. I do a lot of audios and try to do that as I'm doing any type of a workout or anything like that. So I've just been hooked on those. And I would say flipping between you and them, and I would just continue to do that. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction so far? Mistake I've made on a transaction. Gosh, I would just say more towards the beginning, not understanding some disclosures and having everything buttoned up at the end of a deal. I've had to go back and chase my tail on a few things and not understanding the importance of being organized. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would say that was probably the biggest mistake and a good learning lesson right away to be able to understand that as an agent, you're kind of like an attorney at times, as well as paperwork and different things that you are responsible for and having done right. So I learned quick that having an organization and having other people double check some of your work was a good thing. Best ever way you'd like to give back. Oh man, I love giving back. It's the number one reason that my goals are so high. I'll do anything for anybody, but my whole thing is probably a little bit more committed towards the sports world and kids. I want to do a lot for the community that I'm in. Like I said, maybe building some different things for kids to be involved in athletics wise and helping anybody in the industry that could have results that I've had over the next few years for them as well, getting somebody started that is looking for a change in their own life. How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you got going on and get in touch with you? I would say Facebook and Instagram, SWAC Real Estate Group on Facebook is the best way to follow what I've got going on. I think over the next five years, I've got a lot of goals very similar to yourself on what you've done. I'm going to try to do my best of videoing and documenting that process and trying to keep it into something that people can plug into and and watch the growth from the beginning of what it has been the last 16 months to the next five and 10 years. So that would be great. Instagram, I think it's Paul Swack Real Estate. I do have a website, which is more just based as an agent. It's not necessarily for someone to follow much, but I would say those two things are the best. Well, Paul, thank you so much for being on the show. Enjoyed our conversation, learning about what you learned and the assets you got from your 10 years in the restaurant business and how you've applied that to real estate, the community relationships and the events that you're doing and the relationship that you had with the people, as well as the experiences you had looking at the commercial leases, certainly very apples to apples applicable, but then the struggle and the perseverance and just seeing things through when it didn't look like you could, but you did. 
and then applying that to what you're doing now, very impressive. And it's not a surprise that you're doing what you're doing at the level you're doing it within a very short period of time, relatively speaking. So thank you so much for being on the show. Enjoyed our conversation. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. And let's revisit in a year and see where we're at. Deal. Best ever listeners, best ever conference. That's where you want to be. February 22nd and 23rd in Denver, Colorado. Put in the code TAKE5, T-A-K-E, and the number 5 to get an extra 5% off. Ticket prices go up weekly, so buy it today, besteverconference.com. You can read all about the conference at the website, all about the speakers. You can read about them and what you will experience when you're there, besteverconference.com.